Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. Well, I'm really excited to have this next guest on. This is someone that uh, I've really uh, respected over the years, someone who I've worked with. Uh, We've had some uh, great times, uh, some chilling times, maybe you could say. It is with great pleasure to uh, welcome Sienna Leaf with uh, Sienna Leaf uh, Photography on. Sienna, how are you doing? Good. Hello, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's been a while. It feels like it's been like a decade since we last worked together, but it was 2019. A lot has gone on since 2019. <laughs> Just a few things, right? Yeah, it was such an amazing wedding that we worked on with uh, Courtney and Christopher in Athabasca in December of 2019. So we'll definitely get into uh, exactly how that went. But as anyone who knows uh, Alberta in in December, it was definitely not uh, a bombing uh, 30 degrees outside. So Definitely not. Mother Nature really uh, showed up that day and maybe not in the best way. <laughs> but we made it work and it, it turned out just absolutely amazing for them and everyone involved. So yeah, thanks so much for coming on. It's been really fun watching your journey since that wedding and really just seeing how your career and your life has evolved since then. And so for a lot of our listeners who uh, don't know uh, who you are and and how you got to where you are today, I would love for you to share your photography uh, journey with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. So I got into photography when I was uh, quite young. My mom bought me a camera, of course, just a point and shoot kind of like, I think it was like a cool pics or something like that. So me and my friends were, you know, obsessed with putting on makeup, going out to the park, doing those like really cringy, awkward photo shoots. But that kind of, I think is what kind of sparked my love for it a little bit. I then actually went away to university after I graduated high school to obtain my social work uh, degree. Social work was always something I was really passionate about, working with people and serving people and community and that sort of thing. And I always knew I wanted to um, kind of get some higher education. So I put down the camera for quite a few years and went through with my education. And then um, after I finished, I actually was gifted another camera. And I started kind of playing with that one a little bit and, you know, shooting everything from newborns to grads to families to anything, you name it. I was there photographing it. But I think that was a really great time kind of in my growth because I got to find out what I liked, what I didn't like, that sort of thing. So I found out that I really love couples and I love the connection between couples while shooting with them. And actually, at first, I never wanted ever to be a wedding photographer or a full-time <laughs> photographer. Um, I, I always said, like, no, I will never shoot weddings. It's way too scary, way too much pressure. Not for me, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just kind of did just focused on couples for a while and really got my footing there. And then um, I had a friend who kind of was looking for a wedding photographer and said, you know, I think you should give it a try. So I did it. And then I was hooked. (laughs) After my first wedding, I just really, really loved it so much. And it kind of just started a whole new path for me, which was really exciting. So when was that? Maybe you don't want to share the the year it was, but I'm curious to know how long you've been actually like in this, you know, professionally. Yeah. So I think I was kind of, I always am bad with years. So I was kind of thinking back today and I was like, when was all of this? I think you have to add like five years just for COVID. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I think back in 2016 was kind of when I first started playing around again and just kind of started shooting everything and everyone. And then 2018, 2019 was kind of the time when I started taking weddings. Um, 2019 was definitely the season where I met you and I got a lot more into weddings. So that was pretty exciting. And yeah. Okay, so you've been in this for a little while now, and you've you've got your feet wet. You know, I know you do a lot of uh, destination weddings too, and so you've traveled the world with this. How did that all come about? Where you just started? You live just north of Edmonton, I believe, right? Yep, I live actually two hours northeast of Edmonton, near a town called Elk Point. Probably have never heard of it. 
Um, everyone thinks it's Elk Island. But okay, everyone not. pause and, and go on Google Maps and, and see where that is. It's a really nice area that has a lot of nice lakes. But yes, I live out here on a farm with my boyfriend of 10 years this summer. Well, it's, I guess it's still nine years. And then our two dogs, Dixie and Daisy. So I do love living out here on the farm. And then I get to, I do lots of driving because I do, like you said, service kind of all of Alberta and a lot of the world. So I'm gone a lot, but this is kind of my sweet haven when I come home and I just get to hang out on the farm. <laughs> do you ever pinch yourself like when you're in some of these like destination locations and you're like, is this real life? Like, I mean, I'm just like the small town photographer and now I'm traveling the world. Totally. So this year, like you said, I, I've been really, really fortunate with getting to travel and to shoot destination sessions, weddings, elopements. Travel is something that I've always really, really loved. And when I went to university right after high school, I didn't really get that chance to kind of have that gap year or, you know, that traveling time. So I was really lucky to be able to kind of focus on travel within my new photography business because when I was working full time in the social work industry, you know, I only had X number of weeks off per year. So that made it really difficult to try and fit in, you know, holidays, family vacations, all that sort of thing. So when I was able to go full time last April, I was able to put a lot more effort into kind of marketing and searching out those situations where I was able to travel and to also get to do what I love to do. So I definitely, like you said, had one of those moments. Um, just recently, I was in the Sahara Desert with uh, a couple. (laughs) They had hired me to actually shoot their engagement session in the Sahara Desert because they're big. Sorry, this is just an engagement session. This isn't even a wedding. This is like, oh, you know, just like a one hour engagement session. I know it's not one hour, but like it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're they're really big world travelers. And so they actually got engaged. They were supposed to do this whole trip prior to COVID. And then COVID happened, they became engaged. And then they thought, what a better opportunity to go on this trip and get our engagement photos done while we're there. So it was a little bit serendipitous. It was about two weeks before their trip. And I ended up connecting with them through a photographer who's local to them in New York. And she connected us and oh, wow. it all kind of just fell into place. So I had one of those moments where I was riding a camel with my couple into the desert and I lived literally started crying because I was like, how is this my life? This is incredible. I'm so, so, so thankful for everybody who's kind of, you know, gotten me here. And I'm just so proud of myself too. So yeah, definitely one of those moments. Yeah. And I think it's really important to acknowledge those wins. And I know a lot of us, like we don't like to talk about ourselves or really celebrate our our own wins, but I think it is important to celebrate them because it takes a lot of time, effort, commitment, sacrifices over the years to get to where you are like you didn't just all of a sudden like get on a camel and 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 started photographing you know engagement sessions in the sahara desert right like you've probably had frostbite over the years too like (laughs) maybe from the wedding that you and i worked at in december and so i guess like was there a point throughout the last number of years where you're like you could see yourself doing this full-time because i know you and congratulations for going full-time last year that's amazing and i know that's a scary step for a lot of us to take that next uh leap of faith into the world of doing what we love doing and and getting actually paid to do it. But was there like a moment before then, like where you're like, I can do this, I can do this full time. Like what was like the aha moment for you? Yeah, I think definitely for me, there was kind of two sides to it. So like on one hand, I was getting super busy. So being able to kind of split my time between family, friends, my business, and also working like my nine to five um, was just getting really tough to kind of navigate all of that. But the other side of it too was that I really, my business is focused a lot on client relationships. So that's kind of the number one pillar of my business. Kind of my slogan is rooted in honest connection. I want to have those connections with people because, you know, when I work um, in a social work realm with people, I'm typically working with them in crisis and in one of maybe the hardest days of their life. Where, which can be pretty taxing. And so I always said that wedding photography, when I got to go do that on weekends, just totally kind of renewed my sense of, you know, hope and, and you know, love for humankind. Yeah, you needed that, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of just came to a place where I had to make a decision and I really wanted to be able to service my clients and have that kind of um, really deep connection and relationship that I probably wasn't able to have when I was kind of spread so thin between so many different things. So definitely that's a huge, huge value and pillar in my business. And it's something that I operate from daily. So I think that was kind of the realization of like, I want to be able to put all of my effort into these clients who are hiring me. Um, and I want them to have a really good experience because to me personally, like um, I always tell couples when they have a consult, 
out with me or whatnot, you know, you're going to want to like the person that you're with for 10 hours on your wedding day. It's kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, because client experience is such a big thing, that that experience starts way before they even have a consult with me. So being able to really put all of my effort into marketing and showing people who I am, because I want to attract those people who value having a relationship with their photographer rather than somebody who might just want to just hire somebody to be there for the day. And that's kind of about it. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because this is a great segue into uh, what I want to talk about next is we have a lot of uh, couples that do listen to this podcast and it can be very daunting to search for photographers because there's so many, there's so many, I mean, all you have to do is, is go into one of the, uh, wedding buy and sell groups on Facebook or whatever and see a bride that uh, is looking for a photographer. And, you know, you just, I have that constant like palm the forehead. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's like, she has no idea what's coming down the pipeline. And then like literally like <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes later, there's like a hundred different links. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like how can couples prepare themselves before they get to that point of really getting into the nitty grittiness of searching for a photographer, what are some things that they can do to help prepare themselves for that? Yeah, totally. So I think, you know, the number one thing that you kind of have to do is decide, like, do you want somebody who's going to be really involved? Do you want a photographer who's going to help you kind of, you know, create your timeline, have that connection, do your engagement photos, have that kind of full on relationship with, or do you prefer to just have somebody show up on the day of shoot the wedding and deliver the photos? Because everybody does have a different preference. And so kind of deciding between what your preference might be, would be a really good starting point, because I think that can really kind of point you into one direction or another. I also tell people, think of like any photographers that you might like or you've come across or known. So maybe you were in a bridal party and you had a photographer and that experience was really great for you. Maybe they're somebody that you want to look to hire. Maybe you really liked, you got to see a full wedding, you know, from that photographer because it was your best friend's wedding. Maybe go down that route. Um, I know personally, that's how I've gotten, you know, a ton of bookings, which I love because then I get to see these people that I've worked with and hung out with. And it's just like a big party when we all get to hang out. But I definitely think, you know, the third thing is finding what kind of style speaks to you. So because photography is an art, um, just like, you know, videography is as well, you really got to decide and kind of do some research and figure out, okay, what kind of photos do I like? Do I like the really cinematic, bold, punchy, you know, that sort of photos? Or do I like kind of the super candid ones that are more of the, you know, your photographer's a little bit behind the scenes capturing those emotions from maybe your grandma or your grandpa kind of sitting in the pews or what it might be. Maybe you like the really true to color. Maybe you like the warmer tones. Just kind of like going through and picking out what you and your partner really like the best. And then kind of going from there, the last thing I would say is budget. <laughs> so obviously budget is something that you really need to consider when planning a wedding. So kind of setting out what is your budget going to be and then being able to look at photographers kind of within your budget and then being able to make that decision from there. From someone who's in this on a full-time basis and you see a lot of other photographers out there, what would you say right now is like the average range for uh, photography? And I know it is a wide range, but what would you say is like the average range and maybe the median price that couples can expect? I would say like probably the typical range is anywhere and it depends on hours too, right? So you might be hired for six hours or 10 hours, that sort of thing. But I would say definitely the median range that I've kind of saw is like 2,500 up to like 6,000. So, you know, it can be quite a, a range. And of course, there's always going to be ones lower or higher than that kind of depending where you are. But I definitely think like in our area, that's kind of the range that I've seen personally. And is that where you fall in or what are your starting prices if you don't mind me asking? So I kind of fit in between 2,500. That's kind of, you know, those smaller, just ceremony, those sorts of things, maybe four hours, you're not doing a reception, that sort of thing. Ranging up to kind of the full everything, the 10 hour package with engagement session, a photo box that can um, make its way up to 4,500. So just kind of within that range. But, you know, I really tell my clients because I've, I've focused a lot on because I want people to have a relationship with me and I've marketed a lot towards that is whenever somebody reaches out to me, they're typically reaching out to me because they want to get to know me and like know a little bit more about my photography 
And I just want to be able to have that pricing conversation with them because I mean, there's always for me opportunity to kind of figure out what works for them. Maybe my packages, nothing works for their day because they've planned something totally different or off the table or, you know, whatever. So I always let my couples know, like, let me know, like, does this work for you? Is there a way that we can kind of work together to figure it out? Because I think like for a lot of people, they just feel that, okay, so this person has these packages and that's kind of set in stone. But I always let my couples know, like, we can always try and make something work. I love that. And that there isn't one glove that fits all that you really have to uh, take the time to really get to know your couples and find out what their story is. I know that sounds very... uh, buzzworthy these days. Oh, find the story. What's the story? (laughs) But I think it's really important to get to know your couples and really find out what their pain points are, find out what means the most to them. What are the moments throughout the day that for them are like absolutely crucial to capture? And then I think from there, you can really build something, you know, around that. And you're right. You know, there's so many options out there and there's different styles out there. And I think there's a great thing in knowing that there's a style and there's a price point for everyone out there. And I think that's really important and it, and it can seem very intimidating to see so many options, but I think I'd rather, sometimes it's good to have a lot of options, but at the same time, how can we, or how can the couples, you know, find a way to narrow down maybe those options to a handful of options now because I know sometimes when you have too many options, you kind of freeze up and you're like, I can't make a decision now. Totally. So I think like with our new day and age of social media and everything, you know, you get to see the highlight reels of absolutely everything. So I talk a lot about, you know, when couples are looking for a photographer, keep in mind that if you're just looking at their Instagram, that is just their highlight reel. You really want to go in and do a little bit of digging into these photographers. Do they have a website? Do they have a portfolio? But even then I tell people, you know, your blog posts, that might only be a hundred photos from an entire wedding day where I deliver. 900 photos. So it's really important to try and like capture the whole story of what your photographer is going to be able to kind of do. So I suggest to people, you know, ask photographers, can I see a full wedding day? Would you be able to send me like a full gallery to just be able to kind of see how you tell the story of the day? Because it's really hard to get that across in four photos in Instagram or even a hundred photos on a blog post. So definitely, you know, reaching out and making sure that that communication between you and the photographer is kind of a way to narrow it down because, you know, I think some people don't like to focus on communication as much. So being able to kind of communicate and gather all that information, I guess where I'm kind of going with this is maybe looking at some like red flags that you could watch out for, I guess, when kind of like narrowing down or, or looking for different photographers, I would say something that's really worth checking out is Google reviews. (laughs) So I do this a lot just in my personal life. Like if I'm, you know, going to be going to a restaurant or hiring anybody for anything, Google reviews is where it's at, man, because they really tells a true story or paints a true picture of somebody and their business. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's people have had bad experiences with Google reviews. So maybe I'm not hyping it up as, or maybe I'm hyping it up too much, but um, I know personally for me, it really does help to paint a good picture. Like go check out the Google reviews, see what people had to say. Ask your photographer if they uh, have contracts. Having a contract is something that's so, so, so important for a wedding day, not only because it protects you as a photographer, but it also protects the client as well. And it just makes sure that like, if anything were to ever happen on a wedding day, say if for God, whatever knows happens, I got in a car accident or, you know, whatever, it really lays all of that information out and it helps to educate the client on knowing, okay, like I feel safe knowing that if something were to ever happen, maybe like another pandemic or something, knock on wood, let's hope that <laughs> well, this uh, this podcast episode just took a turn. <laughs> no. I wasn't expecting for that. <laughs> but I mean, just, you know, laying that out there. So contracts are really important. So if you're looking at photographers and maybe some don't have contracts, maybe asking them why, but yeah. then that's something that's really important as well. But yeah, I think just really just paying attention to 
kind of the business as a whole. So like, is it a really well-rounded business? Do they have presence on Google? Do they have presence on a website, on social media? Do they have reviews you can read? You know, that sort of thing, I think really helps you to make an informed decision. Um, And I think definitely, like I kind of said earlier, having a consult call, we're in a good day and age where it doesn't have to take up, you know, your whole afternoon where you go meet with somebody personally, have coffee. Yes, you can do that as well if you want to, but we're able to just jump on a phone and have a half an hour conversation. And I'm able to sit down and walk them through the entire process because a lot of the times clients have never had photos done before, or, you know, this is their first time planning a wedding. So for me to sit down and kind of, you know, show them what it looks like to work with me and educate them is a really great starting point because then they feel safe with me, you know, because they understand that I can kind of provide to them the whole service. And during those consults, like for me, at least uh, for my business, it's it's definitely a two-way street because it's not just an opportunity for them to get to know me. Like I really want to get to know them and seeing if they're going to be a, a good for me and my business And because it's not always the case. And, you know, very seldom have I ever turned away any uh, couples uh, after a consult, but it has happened because I just felt like, you know what, I'm not the best fit for you, but here are some other recommendations that I feel would be. How do you approach that? Like for you, like what are some of the things that you're looking to get out of that initial consult for yourself? Because my business is so relationship-based, I'm really cognizant of the fact that it's not a one-way street. Like you said, it's it's not just me being there to photograph. It's not just me being there giving all of you know the energy. The couple really needs to work and kind of give that back to me as well because to make that successful and to create the images and the, um, the emotion that I want to be able to create, they need to be invested in it as well. So, you know, maybe the people who, like I said earlier, just kind of want a photographer to show up for the day and and that's it. Those aren't really the people for me. And most of the time, if I'm able to get them onto a consult call, that means that they are invested. And then just me providing them that education of how it's a back and forth kind of give and take relationship. They really start to understand where I come from. And I know for you and your style and, and with your core values, you like, you've talked a lot about connection and about really, you know, being more than just a uh, photographer, being just another name on the vendor list is, is really building that relationship from even before they reach out to you. So I'd love for you to maybe expand on that a little bit more on like, you know, as a whole, well, if someone were to like come to your website and or on to your social channels, how would you describe your brand or your style? to someone that is looking for a photographer for their wedding? Because I like to focus on relationship, I really want to be able to draw out kind of those authentic or sincere emotions um, between couples, that sort of thing. Um, On a wedding day, be able really to be there to capture those um, super authentic moments. And so I think for me, where I kind of start off before couples even you know know who I am, if they just click onto my website, I want it to feel really down to earth and really authentic connection and, and honest because I know like a lot of times you see businesses and, and sometimes they just like, whether it be not in photography or any sort of business, but it can just kind of feel cold or like a little bit like a front and you don't actually get to see the person behind it. So for me, my business is very much associated with me and what I like to do and what I love. So I mean, another huge reason that I got into photography was because I spent a lot of time with my grandparents when I was younger and we would sit around their kitchen table and look at all of their wedding albums and photo albums. And you know, the fact that I got to see my grandma, what she was wearing and what she looked like going on her first date with my grandpa, like in the car that- That's so cool. Right? And the car that he picked her up in, like the fact that I get to physically see that and not just hear the stories behind it is something that really resonates with me. And I want to be able to give kind of those like tangible memories or those those memories that you can hold in your hand and show to your grandkids, like, you know, 50, 60 years down the line, however long it might be. And so for me, that's something that I really focus a lot on my website is, you know, saying like, hey, this is me. Here's some like random facts about me. I want you to get to know me as a person, not me as like my business. And then we can start our relationship from there because I think once they get to know me in that in that setting, it makes just the work relationship even you know that much better. I'm definitely going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are some r- random facts that, uh, or do you have to go to your website to see? Oh, to see what the random facts are about yourself. I'm curious to know. 
Okay. Well, I think I mentioned this already, but I have two dogs. So Dixie and Daisy, they're like my favorite. We go for walks all the time. The farm that we live on is actually the farm that Tanner's Guido homesteaded when he came from Ukraine. So that's pretty cool. It's been like in our family for a while. Oh, wow. I love craft beer. And anywhere I travel to, like if you ask me where I want to go, like eat dinner or like where I want to go first, I'm like looking up where's the nearest brewery. <laughs> we got a new one in Leduc now. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. The Leduc Brewing Company, I believe. Ooh, it just opened up. I'll have to come yeah. check it out. <laughs> Yeah, I love trying just like local beers and stuff. So, and then this one's kind of embarrassing, but I can make a quacking sound like Donald Duck. <laughs> okay, you have to do it now. Like you have, oh to, my you can't say that without doing it. So this is very embarrassing. Yeah, everyone, just stand by. Let's give this moment. Okay, the stage I also is yours. feel like I haven't done this in so 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 long. So hopefully it actually works. But okay, let's give it a try. Hold on, I need a drink of water first. <laughs> this is amazing. This may be the single greatest moment on the episode okay. or on the podcast so far. <laughs> or most embarrassing. Okay, let's see. Here we go. <laughs> okay, I can see it. I don't know if it sounded like farting or if it sounded like Donald Duck, but, you know, there we go. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Thanks for being a great sport. Oh, <sighs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, anyhow, where do we go from here? Uh, so... I think it's awesome that you really do show your personality, not only on your social channels, but uh, on your website. I think we are definitely in the people business and people buy from people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think it, it's something like I have always been a big proponent on. And it's like, it's just putting your face out there and you got to be okay with just having your face out there. And you know what? It can be scary, but at the same time, like, how can someone trust you to capture the most intimate and precious moments of their lives if you're not even willing to step out of your comfort zone to um, be documented, uh, you know, in photos, right? Totally, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's one thing. And I know, like, working with you, I really got the sense that, like, even back then in 2019, that relationships are really important to you and that, like you're very laid back and it, this is something that, you know, really resonated with me because I'm the same way. Like I, I love to have fun. I don't mind being uh, the butt end of, uh, of jokes. If it, it means that we're going to get a good reaction of people and, and it's going to help enhance the, the vibe for the day. I think in this industry, like you have to really be able to put yourself out there and, and not be afraid to, have people, you know, look at you weird. Like, it's like, I don't care. Like, this is who I am. Like, take it or leave it, right? Like, I think that's great that you consistently do that with your couples. Yeah. So let's get right into portraits uh, because this is uh, the time that I always say, like, photographers, uh, this is your time to shine. Like, when it comes on the wedding day, like, portrait session, this is the time for, for you to really, you know, um, take your creativity and your everything that you've, acquired over the years in experience and really give this experience for your couples something that they're going to just remember and cherish for the rest of their lives so how can couples from themselves prepare for portraits whether it's an engagement session or the wedding itself for me it, like it all really starts at the engagement session and kind of prior to the engagement session i have a lot of communication with my couples so we talk a lot about what's the session going to look like leading up to it so i actually get all of my couples to fill out a questionnaire that really goes in depth about their relationship their personalities what they love about each other what they want to remember about their life right now in this time and that uh, really helps me to kind of secure and figure out okay what should we do for our engagement session because of course you're always gonna you know take those posed photos those Christmas card photos those are always gonna happen but for me I've really found that that true authentic connection between couples really happens when you maybe get them to do an activity or find you know what would they typically do as like a Saturday date night or what's something that they've wanted to try doing together that they haven't yet um, maybe they just like taking a walk down White Ave and grab 
grabbing a coffee. Um, really incorporating those different things into their engagement session. Number one, you know, helps people to feel comfortable because you're just doing an activity with your partner, and then you just have yeah. m- my weird third person standing there, like, <laughs> "Hi, just don't for, don't even think about me." But I'm not a creep at all with this, yeah. <laughs> with this camera. Yeah, exactly. But no, so we really get like the opportunity to kind of have that like slow connection with like me and the couple, right? Because we get to just do an activity, have fun, hang out, do the engagement photos. Um, A lot of times this is when the person's having their photos taken for the very first time. So maybe they're really nervous when they show up. So I kind of have a spiel that I give to all of my clients. And I say like, hey, look, it's you're not here to perform for me. I'm not here to perform for you. Uh, it's literally my job to make you guys feel comfortable. So just don't even, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. I get you to talk to each other a lot. So just converse with each other. Don't worry. Oh, is my face going to look weird because I'm talking? No, I'm a chronic overshooter and I take a million photos. <laughs> so there's always that perfect one there in the middle. But yeah, just really starting out with that engagement session. So having that those conversations beforehand. I also like to, again, educate my clients a lot because I don't know about you, but for me, anytime that I go and do something new that I've never done before, like I'm so nervous, right? Because you just don't know what to expect. So just really letting them know what to expect, preparing them. I send all of my clients a session guide that talks about, okay, what do I wear? Because that's always the hardest part. <laughs> what should we wear? It's one of the top questions I, I get as well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, here's, I can give some tips to listeners even right now, like avoiding large logos, um, you know, wearing kind of earthy tones, no neon colors, avoiding kind of lo- uh, loud patterns, that sort of thing. Dressing for the weather. <laughs> that's a big one here in Alberta. <laughs> you know, if it's winter, you probably don't want to be wearing like a tank top and like a little skirt or something, maybe with like a cool coat over top, but those sorts of things. So just really educating my clients beforehand on what they can expect. And once you have that engagement session with my clients, like you just, we always become fast friends. So by the time of the portraits on their wedding day, they've already number one, practice a ton of prompts that I've already given them in their engagement session. So they know what's coming. So I always tell people after your engagement session, you're going to be a pro. So like on your wedding, day, you'll just be like, oh, this is easy. We've done this before. And so, yeah, just kind of that communication and back and forth with me really leads up and preps kind of clients for those, for those portraits. Now, is the engagement session uh, a standard? Like, is it guaranteed that like all your couples are getting that? Or have you had some where you go in to the wedding day and you've never worked with them before? Yeah. So some of my smaller weddings, so say if I'm just shooting like a four hour package, that sort of thing, or, or if they're traveling from outside of Alberta, say maybe to Banff for Jasper and they're coming there for a wedding, typically an engagement session doesn't happen, but I do a lot more kind of face-to-face meetings with my clients then leading up to their wedding day. Um, so although we don't get that in person, we do still really get to focus a lot on the relationship and I still get to learn a lot about them. Yeah. So I would say 90% of my weddings, I get booked for my eight or my 10 hour packages and those all have an engagement session included in them. Awesome. And and then like, what's usually the, the turnaround for your galleries? So typically for my engagement sessions, it's one month. So I kind of operate from the sense of like, I don't send a proofing gallery or anything. I just edit kind of all the photos that I feel tells the story of kind of the experience and and their personalities. And I deliver those back to them. So typically I say, you know, you'll get 50 photos back. Well, here comes 150 because like I said, I'm an overshooter and an overshare. (laughs) So for you, like there's no like set number that you give each time. It really depends on each couple. Yeah, I would say. I I mean, I always like to give people kind of like a minimum because of course you want to know when you're paying money for something, you know, well, what am I actually going to get? But for me, I just really, of course, I'll always hit that minimum because I never have trouble doing that. But I just think kind of whatever tells like the true story of the experience or the session, I I like to deliver all of those photos. And I mean, personally, I know I don't like the way I look in some photos, but somebody else might think that's the most beautiful photo they've ever seen of me. So, you know, I want to be able to give that variety to couples and say, I might think it's like the most authentic, beautiful photo, but maybe they just don't like the way that they look in there. So I like to give them a whole bunch of different options so that they really, really love their gallery. Yeah, I'm curious to know, like, you've done a lot of weddings over the years. You've worked with, like, probably hundreds of couples by now. 
how has the transformation been over the years when it comes to like approaching engagement sessions and then going to the wedding days? How have you changed your approach over the years? With that, like, have you also been asking more out of your couples, you know, beforehand, just based on like your past experiences that you've had? Yeah, I definitely think that when I started out, you kind of take everything that comes to you, right? You want to be able to get that experience and to do a lot of work so that you are able to practice and, you know, everything like that. So I would say definitely in the beginning of my business, I was working, but maybe they weren't totally my people and my couples. And when I say that, I don't, I don't mean like to exclude anybody or anything like that, but there are so many photographers and I really truly think that there's a photographer for everyone and finding your best fit will ensure that you have the best experience. And so I think as I've kind of grown as a business and grown as a photographer, I really like to focus on those couples who can have that give and take relationship. So I do approach it differently than before, you know, being able to do that consult, like we mentioned earlier, and just being able to kind of feel them out and know if they're kind of my niche people um, really helps for me to be able to do good work and to provide good work. So yeah, I think it's just really important to kind of have that relationship and find that person that you feel totally comfortable with. Because if you're not comfortable with a photographer, it'll really show in the photos. And, you know, I also do some mentoring for other photographers. And one of the big things that I say to them is people are going to remember when they look at photos, they're not only going to remember what the photos look like, they're going to remember how they felt when they were taking those photos. And that's a really, really huge thing to learn and something that I, you know, learned over the years that those conversations that you have with people while you're, while you're photographing, if, if it's an emotional conversation and, you know, they're able to kind of maybe get something off their chest or talk about some of the struggles that they've had in their life. And then, you know, maybe they feel a little bit lighter coming out of that. Like they're going to remember that you, you had that true connection with them. And it wasn't just about showing up, shooting the session and walking out the door, right? It's like that actual true connection. And so I think I focus a lot more on that now as I've been able to really become comfortable in my photography style and to be able to slow down, if that almost makes sense, and kind of settle down when you're in those sessions with your couples. It doesn't have to be, you know, snap, 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 snap. You can really take the time to foster that relationship. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad you mentioned that because that's one area that I'm really leaning more into is just how are you making your couples feel? I don't consider myself the best uh, wedding biographer in the province. I don't. But I think the experience that I give is one that is very unique and one that I think a lot of couples that have hired me in the past would say that, you know, above anything else, you know, it's how I made them feel that uh, really made them feel so comfortable and, and confident with their decision, right? It's, it's something that we have a lot of control in that. You know, we don't have control in the weather. We don't have control in a lot of the situations on the wedding day. Uh, but I think it's how you make others feel around you. And I think that, to me, um, goes a lot further than uh, people think. I totally agree. And it's, you know, relating it back to why I was interested in social work. It's really just being with people and having those really authentic connections. That's important to me. So being able to bring that into my business is super important. Yeah, no, I love that. Do you work by yourself or do you have second shooters that you bring on or how does that work out for you? So I typically work by myself. Um, of course, we always take into consideration, you know, what the wedding day looks like. If we need to incorporate a second shooter or not, you know, maybe if the groomsmen are getting ready one hour away from where the bridesmaids are getting ready and they want both those things captured, I can't be in two places at once. So um, in those situations, we talk about, you know, would a second shooter be appropriate and is it going to, you know, add to the day, that sort of thing. But I actually have an associate. Um, her name is Kayla. Uh, so she works with... Hi, Kayla, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, hi, Kayla. <laughs> we love you. Yeah, so uh, she works uh, with my business. And she's kind of just like a second me. Um, so I really got to the point... What? <laughs> yeah, I just cloned myself. And luckily, I found Kayla. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. So I kind of got to the point in my business where I just really wanted to serve more clients. And so finding somebody that was experienced and really has the same outlook on my type of business, uh, that's the same as me, that very relationship focused, making people feel very comfortable, I was able to find Kayla. So Kayla has actually been a wedding photographer for many, many years. And she now has little ones. Um, So she still really loves to get her hands dirty and shoot those weddings, but just doesn't quite have the time to kind of do everything else above and beyond that. Um, She's also an incredible boudoir photographer. So she kind of helps my clients on that end as well, which is really, really nice. We're able to add on some boudoir for them. Um, But yeah, this will be her first season with me. I think she has, I think like seven weddings booked. So yeah, it's going to be a full, full season, but um, her and I just click super, super well. And I just really feel that she's able to portray my business in a way that I, you know, would want it to be portrayed. So very excited. And we're able to take on more weddings with Sienna Leaf Photography. So it makes me even more excited. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. That's uh, It's always a uh, one of those moments in your career where you're like, okay, should I take this? Should I do this? Like, Should I take the leap of faith? Because it, it, this is something that you've built up over the years. I mean, this is your life. You live and breathe this. And it can be very scary to bring on someone else to represent your brand and so how were you able to, like, I guess, uh, get over that hurdle or, or uh, I mean, maybe it's putting your ego aside a little bit and being vulnerable and being okay. Like, you know what? I can't do it all on, on my own. Yeah. So I, I did actually bring on an associate last year as well for like three weddings. So that was a really, really great learning experience for me, kind of, you know, figuring out what the pain points are, working through kind of some of those process things, related things, especially because I said I live rural. So how the heck do you send, you know, thousands of images (laughs) digitally when you live rural, but... Not snail mail. I know, not snail mail, no. And also not (laughs) driving in your car for two hours just to go get a memory card. That doesn't work either. (laughs) But uh, no, I definitely, you know, I had a really great experience last year and got to figure out kind of what worked, what didn't work, that sort of thing. So going into this year, I definitely knew that I wanted somebody again because I, I knew that I wanted to be able to grow my business. And for me to really focus on putting that um, effort into my clients, I can't, I, you know, I've come to learn that I can't do it all myself. I can't take on every single wedding that comes to me. And although I want to, as much as we want exactly to. as much as I want to, I want to be able to really, you know, stand true to everything I've said in this podcast and be really there for my clients and focus on that relationship. So knowing that I still want to continue to grow my business, you kind of have to figure out, you know, how, how can you do that? Like, how can you clone yourself? So the best way possible is to find somebody who has a lot of the same beliefs as you. And I was lucky to find that in Kayla. So I'm really, really excited to see how this year is going to go. And she's had such a great connection with my clients already. And we're literally just one big family. So I'm really, really excited for it. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. How many weddings do you have this year? Uh, So this year I have... 24 in total. Yeah. So Kayla has seven and then I have the rest. (laughs) So she's leading those weddings on on her own? She is. Yeah. So typically the way that it works is, um, you know, if somebody inquires with uh, Sienna Leaf Photography and I'm either booked or taking that weekend off because boundaries are important and you still need to refresh yourself even in busy season. Absolutely. (laughs) I just let my couple know, hey, look, this is what's, you know, going on. I'm booked or I'm not available. But then I kind of explain to them what the associate process kind of looks like because people don't know what that is. So I just kind of explain to them, hey, look, there's this girl named Kayla and she's essentially my mini me or my clone and she gets to kind of shoot your wedding day. So the way that we have it kind of set up is if possible, Kayla shoots their engagement. So they get to have that relationship and that connection with her right off the bat. And then she takes the leads on the wedding days. Um, Then I edit everything. So everything is very true to my style and Kayla shoots very similar to my style. So it all comes out, you know, looking like Sienna Lee photography work. <laughs> I love it. Are you guys taking on any more or is 20, you said you got 24, she's got seven is like the cap now. So I do have, you know, some availability for fall and winter. Um, summer is pretty, pretty booked up. I might be able to uh, squeeze in some of those more intimate wedding days or weekdays. 
I am providing some discount for weekday weddings. Um, so if anybody out there is looking for a weekday photographer, maybe you're eloping in the mountains or maybe you're just having a small intimate wedding at your farm, whatever it might be, um, definitely reach out because weekdays are still available and definitely fall and winter uh, weekends and weekdays are still available. I'm definitely seeing a lot more weekday weddings now since COVID. It's been a lot more common now than I would say prior to COVID. And so for me, like I like it at times because it breaks up the weeks and uh, it's like, okay, great. You know, like I, I can still do like a wedding on a Saturday, but like if they're doing one on a Thursday or Friday, depending on the location, why not? Totally. Yeah, totally. So how are you able to or I guess, how do you approach working with other vendors on the day of the wedding? Because I know how much you love videographers. <laughs> love them. I love them. Can't get enough of them. But how, what's your approach when it comes to dealing with all the other vendors on the day of? Because it is a, a full team, right? It's not just, we can't live in these uh, or work in these silos on the day of. Like we have to collaborate and really be able to help one another out. Totally. So for me, for example, um, if I'm working with a videographer, I typically like to try and reach out to them beforehand because videography and photography work so hand in hand, really being able to kind of connect with that person and, you know, just say, Hey, like, even if it's a quick Instagram message, I just like to be like, Hey, I'm so excited to work with you tomorrow. Um, you know, can't wait, that sort of thing. And then showing up on the day of, I always try and, you know, carve out some time to actually go chat with them and just be like, Hey, so what is like your preferred style of shooting? How do you like to operate? Talking about really important moments like walking down the aisle or the first kiss, like where do you think you're going to be at? You know, where should I be at? Just so that we have those conversations beforehand so you're not running into any issues right in the moment. Like I've worked with videographers where they're like, you know what? I just love to follow you around all day and that's what I'm going to do. And once they see kind of that my style is very much more prompt focused and not posed focused, sometimes it can be really great for videographers because they're like, oh shoot, I just already got everything that I needed. Like I don't even have to redirect the couple or, you know, do anything else. So just kind of having that conversation beforehand, I think is really helpful in regards to all of the other vendors during the day leading up to a wedding, I actually get all of my couples to fill out a very, very in-depth questionnaire (laughs) about their wedding day that just has all of the information, phone numbers, contacts, you know, in case I was to ever, God forbid, get lost or need to contact, you know, the maid of honor for whatever reason, I have it all on hand. But being able to see all that information, I can kind of connect with those vendors, um, especially if it's like a wedding planner or a day of planner, they can be really helpful to connect with before as well, just to really go over the day. Sometimes if couples don't have a wedding planner or a day of planner, I'm really the first place where they actually start to write out that timeline or really kind of, you know, start to figure out what the day is going to look like. And I guide them to do that. But if they do have a planner, a lot of the times they have something that's a lot more in-depth and already started with them. So I don't need to bother, you know, the couple and say, hey, can you make me out this timeline? Like, I'll just grab that from the wedding planner, you know, that sort of thing. So I do love working with other vendors. And I think it's really important to kind of focus on those relationships as well. And I want, you know, those people to have a good experience when working with me as well. Because although, you know, there's a lot of photographers, it's a small industry. And I would just hope that, you know, after working with somebody that they have a lot of good things to say about me. So I'm just really cognizant of that as well. Well, this is a great segue because we're uh, we're coming to the uh, end of the episode. I can't believe it's it's been almost an hour here. <laughs> Time flies but, when you're uh, having fun. It really does. I'd love for us to kind of go back in time to that very chilly <laughs> December Saturday in Athabasca for Courtney and Christopher because uh, I know for both of us, uh, we were talking about it uh, before uh, uh, hit record and we both remember that day vividly still for many reasons, but I'd love for you to maybe kind of share your perspective of how that day went. And I think that for me, like it was really telling, you know, seeing how all the photos and the videos turned out afterwards and just the professionalism that really came from you. And like you were talking about, like really leaving that impression on others. And I think you really did that for me at least. And uh, it's one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to definitely have you on the uh, podcast because I think you know you bring a whole sense of comfort and like professionalism as I mentioned before that I really am drawn to yeah that day that was quite the day um so that was the first time I had met uh you and Jessica and so we had actually 
were photographing and filming the their wedding and it was in December, freezing, freezing cold. And they actually got married in like a garage tent sort of thing. I don't know what it's actually called, but they were able to have heaters in there. So actually the ceremony was like not too bad. They had some fires set up that was all pretty cozy. But then when we had to go and do our portraits, we were just like, what in the heck? What are we going to do? It's literally minus 40, like without the wind chill, I swear. It was so, so cold. Yeah. And so that was actually the year um, that a lot of the farmers were able to get their crops off the field uh, because we had gotten snow so early in that season. So Courtney and Chris had kind of mentioned, you know, that was something that was kind of important to them was to go out there and capture that because it looked really cool with, you know, the grain popping out of the snow and it's still being December and whatnot. So we're like, yep, we're going to do it. So we all drove out to the field. And I think, I think we were in my vehicle. I think you were with me. I think so. And... We like literally had to jump out to photograph the couple and the bridal party for like two minutes. And then everybody had to jump back in their car. We had the heat cranked. We were so scared that like, we're going to have some technical failures with our gear because that is cold. It came close. I know for my cameras, like it was, they had never been pushed to this extreme before. No, that was wild. And so, you know, actually we somehow managed to really salvage that whole kind of situation. But, you know, I always tell my couples, you never know what's going to happen on a wedding day. Timelines are guidelines, but you never know what's going to happen with the weather. But just really being able to have that like trust in your vendor team or your photographer and videographer to know that like we can roll with the punches. You know, we've gone through a lot of experiences. Bring it. Bring it on. (laughs) I mean, don't bring on the minus 40. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not that. I think I got like maybe frostbite on on my hands, but no, it was really good. And those photos and the video turned out incredible. We had the most prettiest sky. Like I remember it was like all pink and blue and like... Yeah, it was like cotton candy. Yes. And so really, and nobody looked cold in the photos, which was, I was really impressed with everyone. (laughs) But yeah, that was quite the experience. (laughs) Yeah. And then like a week later, like... uh, Jessica and I did our first destination wedding in Mexico. So we were in Cancun <laughs> where it was literally like, probably I would say at least a 60 or 70 degree difference. Yeah. Your cameras are like, what in the heck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I was still like thawing, uh, <laughs> like, you know, by the time I, I landed in Cancun. But yeah, that's definitely a memory I'll always have from, from my wedding seasons. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like I've been really itching to, you know, work with you since then and then just, there's so many weddings out there and obviously we've both been doing our own thing, but I'm really hoping that uh, we're able to uh, reconnect and, and, and do some uh, warmer weddings. Yes. Uh, you know, move forward. not that we can handle the cold <laughs> weather, but it's clearly we can do it, but uh, I, w- I would definitely uh, enjoy some uh, warmer temps. Yeah. I'm very excited for our paths to cross again and get to work together. Awesome. So how can uh, folks find you? Yeah. So everybody can find me on Instagram at Sienna Leaf Photography. I share a lot of like my day-to-day doings. <laughs> so you'll really get to know me if you check out my stories. Um, or you can find me on my website at www.siennaleafphotography.com. I'm also on Facebook, but I don't really post a ton on Facebook, but you can find me there as well. With going full-time and having more time available, I'm also really uh, doing a lot more family sessions and kind of milestone with any of my um, wedding couples. So lots of times I'll do like newborn and then family, that sort of thing. So if you're looking for a family photographer, I'm sharing a lot more of that work now as well. So you can check it out on my website and my Instagram. I love that. And have you had a lot of cases where like you've done someone's wedding and then you've also done like their maternity? Yeah, it's been really, really great because I focus so much on relationship. Like 99% of my couples become literally my friends. Like they're like my Facebook friends. If I'm going to the city, we're like, Hey, do you want to go for coffee? So really having that kind of lifelong connection with them has provided me with a really great opportunity to get to watch their families grow and get to watch the different milestones they go through and get to photograph that for them. And it's really, really special. Like I have a few couples who I've now shot like, I don't know, like four different sessions for them going from like engagement to wedding to newborn to one year old, you know, like it's, it's super special and it's really meaningful to me. I love that. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule, uh, to uh, chat with me for this last hour. It was great catching up with you. I love what's going on with you. Congratulations again on going full-time last year. And yeah, can't wait for us to work together again. Thanks so much for having me on, Kevin. I appreciate it. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. 
Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.